The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, uh, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, so um, we've all seen the Michael Turner in his prime running the football for the Falcons, and that was a big, fast dude. Explain to the listener what Michael Turner at like 14 or 15 looked like. What what kind of athlete were you? You know, I, was, I only played football back then, so uh, I was still like, I was like skinny. I was never like a skinny kid. You know, I always had kind of big legs for my size. Um, but that's how I was, man. But I still, I still ran physical. But I still, I was running kids over, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> pretty much, pretty much the same way. Running kids over, I like that. So, did you like? Were you a running back when you started playing high school football? What positions did you play? Actually, yeah, I was fullback uh, for for a couple of years, and I then I switched to halfback after, after doing my junior year. So you're growing up in Chicago. What's the high school landscape? What kind of? Because I know in Atlanta and in Georgia and the Southeast, we know how big high school football is. What's it like up there? Uh, it's not as it's not as big as, as down here, of course. But uh, you know, we got some good football talent. You know, uh, I think I think it's really underrated uh, as far as talent wise. Uh, yeah, but it's, you know, growing up around Chicago area, you know, the big thing is basketball in the state of Illinois. So, uh, but football is, is is pretty good. When did college recruiters start reaching out? When did you have an idea that you might be able to play college football? Uh, Northern started reaching out to me actually during my junior year. Um, they came and uh, paid me paid me a visit at the school uh, during my junior junior year. And uh, that, you know that spring I went you know visited them and uh, I was always on their radar. And I was like the only school that was talking to me at the time. And so I was like, okay, all right, I, I might have a chance here. You know, then I, then then some like D three schools, D two schools started showing up. Uh, I don't think Division One AA ever talked to me either. You know how many times, though, Mike, I've talked to different athletes and they have that same story, which I think it's a great story to tell young guys who are listening that you're not going to get Auburn all the time and you're not going to get Georgia and you're not going to get UCLA because some guys just either aren't on the radar, develop differently, like, and as you see and we saw with you, you can still get to the league. You can do it almost anywhere. How, how much do you relay that message to younger people who aren't getting some of the big recruiting uh, schools in the offers? Man, I look, uh, every time, man, I tell him it doesn't matter what school you went to, man. He's like, if you're making noise, you're making noise, and uh, uh, the NFL will find you. You know, if you if you're that good, you know. Uh, I think NFL actually does a better job of finding guys better than than the college ranks, you know. You know. So when did they start to find you? When did you think there's a chance that the NFL would be in your future? Oh uh, man. Uh, Maybe after my junior, you know, I didn't start right away, you know. But you know, but I had some big games against Wisconsin my junior year. 
uh, and I was ripping off big runs here and there. Uh, but I knew I knew I was going to go back play all four years at Northern. But I, I knew that NFL was out the question. Leaving junior year, that would have been real stupid by me. But uh, but the following year, we had games against Alabama, Maryland, Iowa State. So I figured, like, if I play good against those schools, you know, at that time, and I, I think I would have a great shot of making it to the NFL. So when you get to the point where the draft is coming up, like I'm, I'm curious about your experience from combine or pro days. Did you think the Chargers of all teams, considering they had a pretty good running back already, did you think that <laughs> you were on their radar? Uh, not at all, man. But you know, I was, I was at the senior bowl with them. They was, they was the coaching the, the, the opposing team, and uh, and uh, I had a sit down meeting with uh, Clarence Shamlin, the running back coach at the time. And we were just talking football, things like that. He was, he was picking my brain about it, everything, and I never knew. I was like, man, there's no way they're gonna pick me. You know, they got LT. They don't need. <laughs> they not stopping for a running back. <laughs> but coming lo and behold, you know, that fifth round came, and they, I got that phone call from San Diego. I was like, man, what? You know, I was kind of, I was kind of happy, and I was kind of pissed off at the same time. You know. <laughs> well, okay. So let me, let me ask you about that, like, because. Your agent or you guys hear different teams or rounds? Did you have any expectation of who or what round? Because how tough was it sitting and waiting to the fifth? Oh man, it was tough. It was tough as hell, really. Because uh, I was, it was telling me like second round, late first, second round. You know, I was hearing crazy stuff like that. But I had a feel. I was like, man, I don't, I might not go first day. You know, uh, my my mom and them was throwing a party, draft party, everything, and I was telling them I was giving one. I was like, I might not go first day, so don't make make it seem like. We having this party just for for that moment of me getting drafted, you know. But uh, but they but they didn't care. They was like it was it's just for you. Period. You, I mean, you're gonna get drafted somewhere, but we don't know what day it is exactly. But we're just gonna have this party for you, and uh, just to kick off the I guess draft weekend. Could you explain? Could you put into words the level of emotion you're feeling when you get the call and you hear your name uh, announced at the draft? Uh, the muscles was. I had mixed emotions. I told you I was, I was, I was happy. I, somebody was calling, mad that uh, it was the Chargers a little bit. Even more mad that I had to wait to the fifth, you know, because I was, I felt like I was better than guys that was drafted above me at the running back position. I just, it was nothing I can do. Everything was out of my control at that point. I, I, I think I did everything I could on the football field uh, to make myself known, but you know. Um, it's funny how things work out, man. So tell me about the first time going to San Diego. Like, I mean, that's got to be a little bit of culture shock going from Midwest cold to beautiful 75-degree yeah. San Diego. Yeah, that was my first time outside of Illinois. Basically, I mean, like living outside of Illinois. And, uh, you know, my first time there, man, beautiful palm trees. I've, I've never been to California before, you know. Um, and it was just gorgeous out there, man. I was like, man, it's 72 degrees, 75 degrees every day almost, you know. Uh, it was just lovely, man, and uh, it, I was just ready to work after that. At that point, so it sounded like you came in with a chip on your shoulder, which is a great place for a rookie to be, because as you said, you didn't want to wait that long to hear your name called. San Diego already had a, a big time running back. So, what was your first yeah. camp experience like? Was it what you expected? I wasn't uh, no, not what I expected at all. You know, I had a tough, I had a tough training camp. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, RIP. You know. I'm glad I had him as my first NFL coach because he was so old school. Uh, you know, 
coached us hard, you know, because they was four and twelve before I got there, and uh, you know, so he had to he got to basically you know whip everybody, whip everybody into shape, basically, and uh, you know, say get the team, get the right guys on the team that's going to make it, that's going to make this a uh, fifty-three man roster, and make it into a winning program, and uh, he did a great job at that. Follow the podcast, Spark, on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Party. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at The Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and The Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, it was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates. Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit them online, i got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Rhodes Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. What was your first interaction or meeting like with LaDainian Tomlinson? I mean, did you guys did you guys hit it off, or is it like this is my job and you're just the backup? Like, what's the relationship like? Oh, the relationship was cool. We always we always cool. We I mean, remain friends to this day, and uh, you know he, he he welcomed me in, showed me the ropes. We were just two different backs, so it's not it, something that he like really coached me on because he was more of a slasher and I was more of a, you know downhill pound the ball type of guy. We just see things differently far as far as run plays. You know, we can run the same play. And, and it would be different results with LT running it than with me running it. So um, it, it was just it was it was crazy. But we he knew he knew I had the skills to you know be a starting running back somewhere. He just, 
but he was just being there for me, helping me all uh, that he can, you know, as far as how to how to train and stuff like that, and uh, you know, just being a professional football player. Well, I'm going to take you through a memory of mine because watching you out there, we all knew, like, this guy's too good to be backing up anybody, Michael Turner in San Diego, but Tomlinson was there. So when the yeah. the off season before the 2008 season is here and the Falcons are going through a regime change and it was post-Mike Vick and it was all this different stuff, your name popped yeah. up. But, like, in Atlanta, we're thinking, why would Michael Turner end up here with this whole makeover and they're going through a rebuild? So tell me why Atlanta – how did it end up here, and what made you decide this was the place to be? Uh, really, Atlanta held me hostage, basically. They, <laughs> 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 Arthur Blank said he's not leaving without signing the contract. So I, I stayed an extra couple of days longer than expected, actually, for real. And uh, a good thing I packed an extra pair of drawers and stuff because uh, I was, you know, I was here for a while. <laughs> That's hysterical because Mike, that was the story that we had heard that like Blank wasn't going to let you out of town, and we always heard about these dinners with Arthur and like they're going to put the full court press on you. I imagine you had other meetings scheduled, and your agent probably had stuff lined up. So, like, how close did you get to leaving town or you know signing the deal here? Uh, you, I, I was like I said, I was. Other teams were like waiting to see what Atlanta was going to do because I guess where on the street is they was going to offer me a nice contract and I and I don't think I don't think every team in the NFL was going to would have signed me for that amount of money. Uh, but they were just still you know it was interest out there but they were just waiting to see what Atlanta's going to do and and uh, they didn't want to get in no bidding war with Atlanta you know because we'll we'll call other teams and they was like no nah, that's too much or no nah, no thank you stuff like that and it's like okay well I guess Atlanta it is. What was your uh? What was your first uh, thoughts about Arthur Blank and, and meeting the, the front office and folks here? Man, smooth. Arthur Blank is so smooth, man. I was like, man, this guy's real smooth. And, uh, you know, and then the, the, the staff, man, uh, everybody, you know, everybody's telling me, uh, you know, come here, we can get, we, we have options at number three pick, whatever, if you come, um, telling me about the team and things like that. And, uh, it was really some southern hospitality, man. We went, we went, had a dinner, a uh, big dinner at uh, uh, New York Prime, and it was like a hundred, maybe I don't know, I don't know how much he rented that room out for, man. But uh, I mean, I mean, people, but it was, it was more than just just coaches, you know. It was like uh, personnel guys, scout guys. So it was, it was like a big celebration dinner, man. What did you think of of Mike Smith and and just what his plan was when he was talking to you about coming here? What I think about, I, I thought it was wonderful because they they were sounding like they wanted to you know kind of run the ball a lot, be a running football team, and that was the back form. So uh, that was the plan, and 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 it worked out great. It did work out. I mean, they think about the things that came together that year. They take Matt at number three. They didn't want to put too much on him. They have this now stud running back who they could feed. And, I mean, as much as you want to run the ball, any back does. Did you think there was any chance? Like, if I told you your numbers before that year, would you have thought I was nuts? Or is that something that any back just give me the ball that much and I'm going to produce? I didn't I didn't think I was going to have to carry the ball that many times. Uh, uh, but I, I really I really want to test myself, see what I can do, start being a starter running back in the league. I have no I had no idea. What would the results is going to be? Me signing? I I just know I didn't want to be no bust. <laughs> you know, coming here, I wanted to do. I wanted to show the fans and everybody else that it was a reason why they brought me here, and I, and I think I proved proved that 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 was a good signing.
Yeah, I would think so. And, and I'll tell you what I've said. I, I've said I think Michael Turner is the best free agent signing the Falcons have ever made. Maybe Alex Mack comes in next. But that, that mm. first year, I mean, the numbers, again, are eye-popping. When you look top to bottom, right. just mm. the number, 376 carries, 1,700 yards, 17 touchdowns. Like, mm. this is a dumb question, Mike, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How tired are you during that season? Like, how beat up is your body? Uh that year, uh, man, it was be the. I mean, I had an AC sprain uh, like early in the year. I had a little ankle ankle tweak early in that year, but you know, you know, that was just getting accustomed to man running the football every week. You know, I, you know, I never had the workload like that for a long time. So my body had to adjust, and get back used to you know the gr- the, the grinding and the pounding that I was going to take, and uh, I just. Did, Took good care of myself, you know, ice tub, hot tub, massages, you know, uh, just did everything I could to, to be on the football field and produce, man. But, but I was having fun at the same time. So when you're having fun, man, you're doing something special, you know, turning the team around, you know, making a franchise, you know, you know, be back respectable, you know, man. That pain is not there, man. But after the season, I was tired, man. After the season was over, I was like, whoo. <laughs> yeah, that may, it makes oh, perfect like, sense. That, that was a grind, you know. What uh, what did you think of Matt Ryan when when you first met him? What was his presence like in the huddle? What did you think of the rookie version of Matt? Rookie version, uh, quiet. I mean, he just just a humble kid getting in, just trying to learn 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 the game of football. Uh, I don't know how nervous he was coming in coming in and and, and being being a starter basically right away. You know. Uh, being looked at as one of the leaders on the team. But, uh, I mean, he handled himself well, man. Uh, he wasn't as, you know, I played with Phillip Rivers. I came in with Phillip, and he wasn't, you no, know, Phillip came in with that cockiness and that brashness about him. Matt wasn't like that at all. So I was kind of like, okay, is this guy really going to show up in the game? <laughs> like, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't know how far as, I, you didn't sense anything like, like he was like overconfident or if he was confident at all that he was going to be a great quarterback. It's funny, though. Roddy White, we had Roddy on the podcast, and he joked. He said the first throw Matt made in practice was just some worm burner, just an awful throw. And he looked around and went, oh, my God, we're screwed. Like, that was his, his first inclination looking at Matt. And then, as we know, that turned out to be way wrong. But it's always funny to see a veteran's reaction to either the young kid or the big-time draft pick and then to see them blossom into what he did. That team in general, let me ask you about the personalities. Like like I said, Matt's a rookie. You're the big-time back. Roddy is – I mean, Roddy is Roddy. Like, how did that team get along through a season that nobody saw 11-5 and five coming? Man, we got along great, man. We got along great. Uh, man, we used to go, like, bowling every week. You know, we used to do stuff outside, outside the, you know, the football facility, you know, get together and stuff like that because we was all on, on, in the same boat. Everybody was trying to prove themselves, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Wright was like you know as, as like a big time receiver at that time yet, and uh, he was trying to still you know answer some questions about the team to keep him around and you know get a new contract or whatever. And you know Matt was Matt was being Matt, you know comeback victories and everything like that. It was it was just magical. It was a magical season, and everybody we got along with the defense. Defense was great. Had some you know Lloyd Malloy. Uh, Keith Brooklyn, some great leaders on defense. So, uh, you know, John Abraham. And, you know, so it was a lot of different personalities, but we gelled well together, if I can put it like, if I can put it like that.
I like to see how teams morph from like you guys go from that surprise team in 08 that wins 11 games. Then all of a sudden the expectation goes up and you trade for Tony Gonzalez. And two years later, here comes Julio Jones. And like that offense is just weapon after weapon after weapon. So tell me the difference in like we're hoping to win in year one in 08 to we think we're going to win every game. Like, is that what happened to that team as you continue to add talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was like, all right, we got things clicking. We got our system in place. Uh, we got expectations. We're not sneaking up on anybody. We're going to get everybody's best shot. And uh, and we had, we had the firepower to answer back, man. So uh, and kudos to, you know, the, the front office uh, putting a good, good team together uh, to compete every week like that. And uh, you know, a great coaching staff. You know, Mike Smith put a great, a great coaching staff together. You know, he wasn't a rah-rah guy. But it was like we had a you know good good uh, good balance of, of personalities, man, to to be a winning football program. So your numbers for the first four years here, I mean, they're through the roof. I mean, we talked about the year one, the second year, even through the injury, you're averaging just under five yards a carry. The next year was nearly fourteen hundred yards and twelve scores. The next year, thirteen hundred and eleven scores. But now again, it becomes more than just the individual stuff. Like, what level did it become frustration that we're really good in the regular season? But everybody's focused now on the postseason. We haven't had that success yet. What was that like for you individually, personally? Oh man, it sucks, man. It was like you know, because I've been to playoffs, you know, a lot, and uh, I know it's hard. I know it's tough to win, but I just knew we, we just got to get that first playoff victory, you know, off our chest, off our backs, and then we can, you know, we can have something special. And uh, it was just frustrating. I think we were underachieving at times as far as in the playoffs. But, you know, my last year, you know, we got to the NFC Championship and, uh, you know, things didn't go our way. But I was, I was, man, I was just happy for the team, happy for the guys, man, that we got close and you got a little taste of, uh, of you know, a little success, you know. And uh, we know, we like, years before we had some disappointing losses, man, the playoffs. Like, we didn't show up, man, didn't play our best football. But, you know, I think that last year, it was, it was kind of clicking well. And But, you know, we didn't win the big one, but... You know, it's just tough. It's just tough to win a Super Bowl, but uh, he was kind of happy with the results. Well, let me let me ask you about that season because you guys start, I think, like eight zero that year. It's you know, it finishes at thirteen yeah. and three. So you said getting that first playoff win. I mean, Tony Gonzalez had never experienced one. Matt still hadn't experienced one. So you guys are playing yeah. the Seahawks in that divisional round game. How much pressure did you guys feel leading into the game? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I was. I think it was more of a. All right, guys, this is it. We ain't got, you know, we ain't got Tony that much longer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, uh, I'm getting to the end of my contract. Uh, you know, it's like, man, we got to put up a shut up, man, because we tired of being labeled as, you know, front runners or anything like that. It's just, man, it was just frustrating, man. And so, uh, to host the home game, you know, everything's in our advantage, man. Let's go, let's go out there and do it. Just be us. Let's play our best football and see, see where it goes. When you guys played great and, and all of a sudden Seattle makes the big comeback, are you on the sideline, you know, when they finally take the lead? I think it was under 35, 40 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, what? I was like, no, not like this, man. Like, you know, uh, it was just, man, it was it was scary. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. I was like, man, no, it can't, we, no, we, can't, we can't get beat again, you know, and, uh, uh, in the playoffs. But uh, luckily we, we – we got ourselves together and took the lead at the end of the game, and you know, I think what, Matt kicked the game-winning field goal. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was a great feeling. I think Tony cried at the game. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, he did. No, he talked about it. It's like that. I mean, he wanted that one 
to get the monkey off yeah. his back in the biggest way. But then, you know, so you only got to celebrate it a short time. And against the Niners in the NFC title game, you guys come out flying. 17 nothing. Right. You're feeling great. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to some of your teammates on that team. Human nature at 17 nothing is to think we're going to the Super Bowl, whether there's 40 right. minutes left in the game or not. Did you have that same thought? Oh, definitely. I was like, oh, man, we going. We, we rolling. Everything, we playing, we playing great. And then all of a sudden, uh, y'all, y'all know the rest, you know. But I ended up getting injured that game, spraining my ankle. You know, so I couldn't be out there for my teammates. You know, help help them pull through, pull the win through. But it just sucked, man. And uh, man, it's one of the most heartbreaking losses I had. Follow the podcast, Park, on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Podcast Park. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors. At the Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates, and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now, you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates? Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit them online? i got a special landing page for you. You can go to rhodes Group. Dot com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Roads Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Roads Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churn off the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. How long, maybe this is not the right way to, but like how long does it take to get over that? Would you ever get over a, a game like that knowing you're that close? And like you said, you get banged up, you're that close to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think about it every Super Bowl. Every time the Super Bowl comes around, I'm like, man, I could have been in the game, man. Like I was, I was close. You know, <laughs> I've been to, I've been the AFC Championship and I've been to the NFC Championship. I just couldn't, I just, um, 
you get reminded about it all the time, man. You know, you, you don't think about it every day, but it's just when Super Bowl time comes around, like, man, I was that close to being in the Super Bowl. And that so, game always replays in your mind. Did you, uh, Mike, did you know, like, and um, forgive me for not having the, the, the remembrance of this, like, after that season, did you visit anywhere else? Like, did you think you were going to keep playing? What was going to happen after Atlanta in your mind? Uh, I was thinking about retirement at that point. Yeah, I was thinking about retirement during the season. I knew that was my last season in Atlanta. For sure, because uh, we, you know, they talked to my agent during the year about that. They, we was, they was even trying to trade me. Uh, trying to find out later on. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah. What's and the story behind that? Was, like, when, when did that become clear to you? It, it was during the season. It was during the season. They was, uh, but I, you know, I, well, it was towards the well. The trade was, you know, the trade deadline was like in October, so it was after after the trade deadline. Um, but they, my agent told me, yeah, they were trying to trade you, uh, I guess, St. Louis for, ironically enough, for Stephen Jackson. So they've been been looking at Stephen Jackson for a while, obviously, because they signed him right after they released me. So, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, so that was so that was really the story. So you at that point, you're thinking about retirement even after Atlanta. Like, did anybody call? Were you even on the fence about playing again? I was on the fence about playing again. Uh, I was waiting after the draft to see, you know, what teams was going to do. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I, I really, I really didn't want to, really didn't want to play more. I was, like Philly called, Buffalo called, I think Giants called. That was all during the season, though. So at that time, I wasn't like, I was like already checked out. Like I wasn't like constantly training or anything, thinking waiting on a team to call me. I was really already like I'm not. I'm really done with the game. Well, you had 1,400 carries in five years, and like I asked you about your first year, I mean, what's the toll on your body at that point? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I still get aches and pains here and there. But, you know, I really got to see when I'm older, man, because that's when I think when it really kicks in. Like, right now, I'm, I'm just, I just turned 39, so I still feel good, uh, you know, every day, you know. So I'm, I'm not rocking around limping or anything, but I was – Come back to me at fifty and sixty, man. I'll, I'll get that ass. <laughs> how uh, how much did you initially miss it when September rolled around? Did you get the uh, the like the hankering to be back out there, or were you cool just watching? I was cool with just watching, man. Honestly, I just I wanted to see what the team was going. I was seeing what the Falcons were going to do. I was were they going to be successful or not? Uh, and just watching, just sitting back and observing, man. Being a fan again, it's been a long time since I was sitting back and watch NFL football all day, you know? <laughs> so what was post-career for you? What was, like, you know, the thing that, that got Mike out of bed and, you know, out the door, coaching, you know, family? Like, what was Mike Turner post-career like? Uh, Really, I was really I was just resting, man. Like I said, at 1,400, I was like, man, I'm just trying. I ain't got to yeah. – I just felt good not have to get up early and train <laughs> somewhere, you know, and <laughs> go to practice, doing things. I have nobody over my head. I, ain't, I don't have to answer anybody, you know what I'm saying? So it was like – Basically, I was just just after that first year, I was just really just traveling, visiting family, uh, just doing things that I always wanted to do. Try to you know play some more golf, you know. I I still had like autograph signs and stuff like that, but you know, other than that, I was just really just living day by day, man. Well, let's let's finish up with this. Talking to a lot of your either teammates that you played with or guys throughout the years, they still, I mean, they have that Falcon blood in them, and they they stay Falcon fans. So. How invested are you in the team each Sunday? How much do you pay attention to what's going on now with the club? With the club? Uh, I pay attention all the time because you know I, I do the. I, actually, I'm an in-game host for the Falcons. 
Well, I was doing it before COVID, but uh, yeah, so I was I'll be at every home game, uh, you know. So I got so I, I'm really tight with the team as far as that as far as that outlook. But uh, you know, so I'm really like. I get frustrated at times when I see them lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> How uh, I, know well, be, I know they can be so much better, man, than what they've been doing these last couple of years, man. So it, it, it just sucks. Well, and then let me ask you about that then, because you, you get frustrated like a normal, you know, Falcon fan has grown up watching. I mean, you saw Matt, you saw guys. I'm sure that I have to go back and look who maybe still played with you from the uh, the Super Bowl. How tough was that night for you as Michael Turner, the fan, to watch the Falcons that night against the uh, Patriots? I man, I felt so bad for them, man. Um, and I hated it. it was the Patriots of all teams. And like, like, <laughs> well, you know, like, yeah, sucks, man. They, I, I bet they was thinking the same thing, you know, up, up big. They're not thinking we gonna go into the Super Bowl. They, they was probably thinking we're gonna win the Super Bowl, win this game. And, I, and you know, just crazy stuff just started happening, man. I was like, man. And I just seen it coming because you know, one mistake, all right. And then it, you know, it's, then it gets contagious. Like everybody start making mistakes, bouncing around. You can't blame it on one guy because every other play, somebody else do something wrong, and it was just all playing into the Patriots' favor, man. And it sucked. It sucked. And I, and I was really mad that Matt didn't get a chance to go out there and play in overtime. You know, he didn't touch the field in overtime, so that really sucked. Yeah, Mike, I meant it when I said it. I, I think you are the best free agent signing that this uh, franchise has ever had. I know Falcon fans are appreciative of the uh, years you put in here. Glad to hear you're doing well. Thanks for spending some time and sharing some of the stories with us. We appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me on the show, man. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to the great folks at the Rhodes Group. Remember, the Rhodes Group is where you want to go to have them shop your insurance rates, both car and home. They did it for me. At no cost, they will do it for you at no cost, and they can save you a bundle of money. You have nothing to lose and only something to gain with the Rhodes Group. You can go to the Rhodes Group, uh, check out their great website. You can go to my Twitter page and find out the information there with a landing page right over to find out how they can get you 10 quotes as quickly as 10 minutes. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madlanta. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 in the morning The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination? is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.